Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, March 1st, 2021. Today, episode 8 of WandaVision. It has been out for the weekend now. We've had some time to sit on it. Usually we record right after. We've had like three days to sit on it. We let it stir. After a great, great weekend trip for the both of us and our girlfriends. Yeah. Socially distant. A uh, little, little car trip. So we're going to talk about that, all the things that came in that, what we expect in episode nine, because there's only one episode remaining, which is just crazy to think about. Uh, going to talk about that. And then, of course, we have a movie review, as always, um, another just hit, just like WandaVision. That mm. is the film Tom and Jerry. Yep. Starring Tom and Jerry. <laughs> as themselves. <laughs> Literally in the credits saying Tom is Tom and Jerry, or Tom is himself and Jerry. Just ridiculous. Um, we're going to talk about that and probably not a favorable movie review. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe we loved it. Let's get into the show. 20, 20, 10, 5, High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. So an update to March Movie Madness before we get into things. Uh, it is March. March 1st. Hand up. It was supposed to be a four-week thing. Didn't prepare. Mm-mm. But it actually works out better this way because we would have – since there's only four weeks in March, we really actually needed five weeks to do this because it would have been four weeks in a finale if we did it like last year. So we planned that. Yeah, that was intentional. Um, so what we're going to do is next week we're reviewing the movie Raya and the Last Dragon on Disney+. Plus. Oh, actually, no. It could have been four in a final. We just fucked up. Never mind. Um, <laughs> we should have started this week, done next week, everything. It's fine. So next week we were doing Ray and the Last Dragon plus the finale of WandaVision. So there's going to be a lot to talk about then. We don't want to start March Movie Madness then. Mm-mm. Following week we were reviewing the film Cherry starring Tom Holland. Yep. Directed by the Russo brothers. 
And that is when we're going to start March Movie Madness this year. Have we revealed what we're doing? No. So last year we ranked our 64 favorite movies, some of them critically acclaimed, some of them just movies we liked to find out the greatest movie within the line's history. It was uh, Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Go figure. This year we are doing actors. So we are going to pick 64 actors like we did last year. We're going to debate them. Um, so on the 14th, we're going to do one half where you have them split up into four different brackets. I believe those brackets were MCU actors, of course, because we got to stay on brand. Yep. Comedy actors, because we have to stay on brand. Yep. Uh, we're going with the award-winning category. Yep. So like the DiCaprio's and all them. Brad Pitt. And then the fourth one is the money makers, people who big box office draws haven't been in the MCU, haven't been Dwayne Johnson critically. Yeah, it's a Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson category. and company. <laughs> There's more like Dwayne Johnson, Vin Diesel. Okay, yep. The Fast and the Furious. It's just the Fast and Furious category. We just get Ludacris, um, everyone else. Because <laughs> um, like even Samuel Jackson would be good for that, but he's been in critically acclaimed movies and the MCU, and we'll probably just include him in the MCU. It'll probably else. just be our, we want this actor and we don't know where else to put him. Yes, so the 14th, we're going to do one half of the bracket. We're going to be picking the winner of one of the four categories, the winner of one or the other, to get to a final four. Then on the, the next week, the following week, so we are recording on the 19th. Uh, we got a lot going on that week. So we have Justice League, so the Snyder Cut. Four, four hours. hours. That's essentially two movie reviews. Uh, we have episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier to talk about. And we have the second half of March Movie Madness. Um, after UFC this week, we might be taking a little bit of a sports break. So that week, expect two regular episodes. Uh, one episode probably just on the four-hour Justice League. A uh, four-hour podcast about the four-hour Justice League. And then wow. the, the other episode's going to be uh, the other half of the, the 64 March Movie Madness plus Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two. And then on the 26th, of course, we'll talk about whatever's going on in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it'll be the March Movie Madness finale where we'll have four final actors and we'll probably pick their three best movies each, rank them on the movie scale. Maybe gonna, three best and one stinker. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Um, we're obviously going to have to blaze through it. We're not going to talk about those movies as much, which means we got a lot of movies to watch. Yeah, we do. Very um, small amount of time. <laughs> so we're going to blaze through those, uh, the ratings, and then whoever has the best aggregate score is going to be the March Movie Madness winner. Best actor according to Within the Lines. They'll be up with Infinity War as March Movie Madness winners. Yep. So that's our plan. Um, and I think with Falcon and the Winter Soldier 2, there will probably be a little bit less to talk about, I feel like. Like, we'll be we'll talk about the episodes, but WandaVision's very theorizing what's happening next i don't think that's necessarily what we're going to get with falcon and the winter soldier as much probably not. i think it's more typical action entertainment value less theorizing what's going to happen something's going on behind the scenes yeah um, so, so. Th there will be stuff to talk about especially the first one um just to see what you know what direction they think they're going but it's going to be a six hour movie they said yeah i just um, don't think we're gonna go down these like rabbit holes no that we've been going down so no way but it'll still be fun to talk about you never know though it's marvel we're okay. talking about how Reed Richards is going to be in the show by episode two. It's true. <laughs> I, there is a theory on mutants. So, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, get ready. Uh, WandaVision episode eight, though, to pivot to that. This was a good episode. Seven was a little bit of a stinker. We said that last week. Yep. Eight. Someone may or may not have written an article about how they need to make sure they don't fumble the finale. Yeah, I did. And then you watched episode eight. They. I still think they need to not fumble the finale. It's fair. But I was very impressed by Elizabeth Olsen's act performance in episode eight that I took back the mean things. I didn't say mean things about her acting. I just said no one's talking about her acting. They're talking about the theories. But then after episode eight, all any everything everyone was talking about was her acting. So, yeah, kind of out of touch there. Um, so it was, it was a flashback episode, as yeah. predicted. Started off real flashback, like 1600s. Oh, yeah, that scene was – so you had the scene of Agnes with all the other witches – it was meant to build Agnes up as a legitimate threat and, like, someone who has a lot of power. I completely, 1,000% understand why it was in there and the purpose of it being in there, especially for the casual fans who don't know who, you know, Agatha Harkness is, uh, like my father, for example. Um, it still felt a little long. It, it felt long and not all that revealing. Yeah. Like, it was like, hey, she's a witch. And she's powerful. <laughs> yeah. that was. It did, didn't say, like, how she has her powers, what she's capable of. It's just, like... She's a witch. Here's a 15-minute scene of us telling you. <laughs> I don't think it was that long, but it felt that long. Yeah, it was long, especially when we know that, like, as soon as I hit play, I have a fucking timer counting down in my head until yep. those credits roll. Yep. I want every scene to be worth it. <laughs> so that was probably the only somewhat dull part of the episode, but I definitely understand why they did it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny the way they were uh, shooting the things out of their hands. Like, it just <laughs> looked funny. It, it did. 
Um, and then Agatha obviously like just killed all the witches, just even her mom, which was fuck you, mom. She was just receiving all the power streams, whatever they were called. She ate those mm. and then she killed everyone. Yeah, she said I'm built different. Um, which is interesting because the one thing like she did talk about how maybe it is revealing because her mom was saying how like she can't be good or whatever like because Agatha said oh I can't be good and her mom's like you'll never be good whatever you're only gonna use your powers for bad whatever the hell she said. Um, but then at the end of the episode, to jump all the way just to, to the two bookends, um, it seems like Ag- Agatha is trying to protect against Wanda, it's calling her the Scarlet Witch. Ooh, um, yeah, no, I definitely agree, and I think even in the comics, she's never a villain. She goes both ways. Ye- oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and, and so you know maybe it is like she's viewing Wanda as a threat, or she's just lying. That too. Um, so yeah, we started with that, and then it hops back into the dungeon. And Agatha's kind of explaining everything she did. We learned that Pietro was just Fietro. Did she say that? Yeah, she said fake Pietro. Fietro, if you will. So that was just um, her in control. But that's interesting because we got the end credit scene at the end of 7. Whereas Pietro very obviously talking to, um, what's her name, Monica Rambeau. Well, she said, like, it's a person. Yeah. It was her eyes and ears, but it is a person. So it's not the bunny, right? Because the bunny was in her arms. When she was talking no, to yeah, Wanda. I don't think it's funny. Because that was what some people were theorizing, that the bunny is her son, and then her son was Evan Peters. Yeah, I don't think that is. Evan um, Peters could still be her son, right? It's yeah. just the bunny won't be? Yeah. And the bunny's just like a nod to the comics with the name? Probably, yeah. Um, I will say, how many times is Marvel going to tease multiverse before people just get sick of it? Um, It's like Boy Who Cried Wolf level here with Mysterio <laughs> and then Evan Peters and every time they're and just intentionally like just kidding. releasing the name of Doctor Strange, which yes. is titled Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I don't know. And the room I mean everyone has built up the rumors about Spider-Man and being the different Spider-Man. If they don't show up in that, it, it's becoming Boy Who Cried Wolf. Yeah. Like we're going to do it. We're going to fucking do it. We're going to fucking do it. And they're just never doing it. They'll do it. That's their, eventually they will. That's going to be their plan and then the big battle probably be Galactus or whatever. No, we're, space. we're just going to get Keaton in Morbius, and it's going to be just a random character played by Michael Keaton. What do you mean? Because the Morbius trailer where yeah. Vulture showed up. Oh, like, yeah, oh, they shit, teased that, too. Yeah. He's, Ma- Michael Keaton's just going to be a random guy who just so happened to be the same outfit. <laughs> there's going to be another tease that isn't real. Um, I think they're going to go that way, and I think there's a reason they're teasing it so much. I mean, just think back to the early stages of you know, the start of all this, all the stuff they teased. Bringing up Wakanda even at one point. I think it was Iron Man 2, was it? Where they mentioned Wakanda by name? Um, not by name, but it was on a board. Or, yeah, that's what it said Same it thing whatever. as um, Atlantis. Oh, they teased that way back. Still haven't done nothing with that. Captain America's shield on the first Iron Man when it was just like a prop. All this stuff they, they've teased. Um, they'll, they'll go through with it. I yeah, just think they're taking eventually. their time. They just like doing a little bait and switch. Yeah, for sure. But So then we go through Wanda's past. Yeah, trip down memory lane. And... <laughs> Obviously, so she gets bombed while watching the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, her dad had a uh, dick hole in the wall. (laughs) (laughs) And then you see the Stark bomb and the beeping, and it kind of relates to the commercials as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is, it makes sense, too, because so she's watching these shows at different points throughout her life, like previous points in her life. And then the commercials relate to that, and it's it just the, the, the way they connected that, because she's obviously watching the Dick Van Dyke show, and then it gets interrupted by a bomb. Just like our viewing experience, we were watching the 50s episode, and they got interrupted by the toaster. And they didn't they didn't fully go back on all of them. No, but it they gave you enough to where you could see the trend and see the pattern of what was happening, for sure. Yeah, so they show that. They show... Well, I mean, even with that scene, it, it was a huge thing, is that they're saying, like, Wanda... Like, that bomb wasn't defective. Wanda stopped it from going off. Oh, really? Oh, you didn't get that? No. Yeah, Agatha was saying that, like, oh, you used the probability spell or whatever. She's like, what do you mean? No, I was just a kid. And she was like, right. And like, the more oh. you think about it, Tony Stark don't make jank shit. That's true. Well, didn't Howard Stark make that? No. Or did Tony make that? Yeah, Tony's that much older than Wanda? Where he's old enough to be making bombs I mean, when Wanda's a kid? Yeah, I think he's, like, 15 years older-ish. I think he's supposed to be, like, a, a businessman at the start of Iron Man. Fucking Tony. Fucking Tony. I just – it's the bomb, but it's it very much teases, like, she was born with her powers. Oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't pick that up at all. Yeah, because there's another comment later in the episode, too, where Agatha's like, no, like, you had your powers as a child. You just didn't know it. The reason the bomb didn't go off, kill you as your brother, is because you didn't let the bomb go off. Shit. Yeah. 
So then the next scene is her with um, was it Hydra? Yep. And she they have her touch the Soul Stone, and she touches it. Well, it floats to her. It does. And she touches it, and then she sees the Scarlet Witch like a silhouette of it, like the vision of it. Um, the oh. vision. Um, but yeah, and it's very much like um, like Jean Grey and like the Phoenix Force type thing from the X Men. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you've. I know seen Dark those. Phoenix was terrible. It was, but the Phoenix Force is like this thing that you know is like super powerful. It kind of had that kind of vibe, like the super powerful look into her future and what she is. Okay. Um, pretty cool. But again, on this, Agatha said, you interacted with the Mind Stone, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it superpowered or brought up your powers that otherwise would have just died on the vine. Yeah. Meaning, like, she didn't get her powers from this. They became super strong, and she became aware of them because of this. Yeah. She had her powers all along. It she was, was born to, with it. That's like how we say humans can only use 10% of their brain capacity or whatever. Yeah. So the Mind Stone Which allowed her lie. to use 100% of her brain capacity. Sure, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Superpowered um, her shit. Now, this is a problem. So, obviously, we talk about MCU stuff, and I feel bad for saying this, but, like, I haven't seen Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and I feel like that's really important with the Mind Stone and the Loki Scepter, isn't it? Captain America and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, the second one. Isn't that where they find out Hydra was or S.H.I.E.L.D. was really Hydra the whole time, and that's how they got the Mind Stone? Because um, they took it at the end of Avengers 1, because that's where the elevator scene is or whatever. Something like that. It's mostly just Hydra's shield. It's not Mind Stone. Oh. Because how do they get the Mind Stone? Isn't that how, though? Well, yeah. The Mind Stone eventually falls into their grips because of that. So was that scene, was that after the events of Avengers? What scene? Where she touches the Mind Stone. That's Age of Ultron. That's the setup of Age of Ultron where it's like, oh, they were experimented on by She just seems so young. She was young. It's before Age of Ultron. So how old is she now? I don't know. A little less young. She's younger than I thought. Yeah, well, they call her kid and stuff throughout the whole thing. Like, she's supposed to be portraying someone fairly young. Okay, fair enough. Like, a, I don't know, maybe like 18 to 22. Fair enough. That's my guess. I, I don't know. That's my take from it. No, it's a fair, I, uh, fair enough. Um, But, yeah, so she's experimented on and, like, her, her powers show up. Yeah. But, like, she was born with them, which is, like, kind of like a – Mutant tease if they want to do that. Like, she was born with it. Oh. Um, which also been teasing that. Yeah. Of. Well, I think that's just the fans teasing that. I don't know if Marvel has directly teased mutants yet. I mean, they own them. Yeah. Kevin Feige, he said the word mutants on stage. So. Did that new Mutants movie ever come out? Yeah. It was bad, huh? Yeah, it was dog shit. <laughs> Did you ever see it? Nope. <laughs> um, and then the next flashback... Oh, shit, I don't even remember. Next flashback was her going to go to see Vision after the events of Endgame um, at the Sword base. Oh, no, I, you're missing the one where she's in the, the room. She's walking, watching Malcolm in the middle. Oh, um, yeah. And they, like, connected or whatever for the first time. Well, I, I did miss time, that. But after Pietro died. Yeah. Yep, and it's her and Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vision talking, and he has that, that banger of a line. What was it again? Um, I don't know. Love, love, persevering, grief. I don't know. Everyone's talking about it. What is love if it's not pers- grief? What is grief <laughs> if not love persevering? I don't understand it. It just means like the only reason you grieve for someone is because you still love them. And the only reason you still care is because that love's still there. So how does that help her? It's just like you Your brother you love died, this you person. loved him. There's love still there. But he's dead. But he's not gone completely because he's still in your heart. But he's fucking dead. Oh, he's big dead. He's got um, holes in his body. Yeah, and then we have the shield se- or the the sword scene, which is very revealing because Hayward, obviously, um, a lion ass bitch, altered the footage, kind of allowed Wanda to go see Vision. Um, so what happened was, and what they didn't outright say, it's almost like they were trying to switch up and not. They're doing the classic like, oh, Hayward's a good guy. He wants Wanda to see Vision. Blah 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 blah. But it was very apparent in that scene that they were setting up Hayward trying to get Vision to be a weapon. Yep. Which we kind of knew all along. Yeah. Um, they said last episode, or was it? No, it was last episode, episode seven. Mr. Wu was saying how <laughs> – I don't know why I called him Mr. Wu. It's Agent. Uh, Agent Wu was saying how he was trying to disassemble, like, the world's most technological sentient weapon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so they're trying to make it seem like Hayward wasn't trying to turn him into a weapon. But we knew. We knew Hayward was going to turn him into a weapon. Evil motherfucker. Um, but this scene also kind of tried to add to that twist where it's like, oh, he's just trying to dismantle. And he wants Wanda to see 
that she can't bring him back or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she do- he doesn't want her to just bury him somewhere and someone else to get a hold of him. When in reality, he was trying to see if she could bring him back in that in that particular instance because he was like, oh, you can't bring him back, can you? Like, He's like, you're not you're only some people have the ability to bring their loved ones back. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> like it was like when we told Sebastian, like he can't do something, like or you're not down. Yeah, no, it's essentially he literally said, "You're not down." <laughs> <laughs> so he put the thought in her mind. She tried feeling him. She said she didn't feel anything. That was very sad. Uh, There's a scene with the guns because they were pointing the guns at Wanda, and Hayward's altered footage from earlier in the show showed her like controlling the guns or whatever. When in reality, Hayward told him to put it down. I don't even think it's altered footage. He just picks and chooses what to see. So it's altered. To show. So it's altered. Altered, I think you're changing what happened. You saw exactly what happened. You he just didn't had see to the go whole picture. into Premiere Pro and edit it. That no is chance. Altered. No chance. You got to splice some things out. I don't think he spliced anything out. You have to. No, I think he just didn't show himself up top saying don't do it. He showed her opening the door. No, because wasn't there – didn't he show her literally grabbing his body? No. I thought she did. No. She was like, here's footage of her breaking in, stealing the Vision's body, and it's just footage of her breaking in. Um, I will say I did think she still had Vision's corpse. I didn't expect her to not have Vision's corpse. Yeah, me either. Which was interesting. Um, and then she goes to Westview, obviously. Yep. She sees all the people that would turn into characters. She goes to her house, which had it was a plot, empty plot of land with a map. So and it had a little heart note from it from Vision, I assume, or maybe she wrote it. I don't know who no, wrote it. It said V. It was like a heart oh, sign of V. Yeah. And it said to grow old together. And then she broke down. And that's where she just went fucking ham. Yep. And she created the hex. She created Vision, which was another funny scene because she was like leaning back. Like the way she was leaning back and it was coming out of her body was really funny. <laughs> um, and I thought it was really interesting. So she creates all this and then we kind of circle back to like present day or whatever to get back to the end of the episode, set up episode nine. And it shows her in the house and she sees all these camera, like the camera footage and the studio audience and stuff. Like it was really weird. Yeah. And like did that. And like she runs out of the studio door to go outside. And it's just her house outside. She just runs out the front door. Yeah. So it's very much like kind of like a magical purse. Like you reach in and get whatever the fuck you want type yeah. thing. Um, it, it's weird shit's going on. And it's very much like what you see, what you don't see. Marvel being weird with it, which I like. And then we got the, the, the name drop at the end. You're this, She said you are using chaos magic, which means you are the Scarlet Witch. Which I didn't realize was a big deal because I didn't realize that they've never called her Scarlet Witch. <laughs> never once. Riley, Riley was like, oh, shit. And I was like, what? Well, I mean, they, that her name. <laughs> well, they teased that earlier in the uh, the series where Agent Wu's talking to Hayward and like they're breaking down like what her the, her history. Mm-hmm. He's like, she's never had a funny name. He's like, not a one. She's like nothing. They called her no nickname or nothing. Oh, I didn't even remember that. He was like, no, sir. I didn't be, just because like all the Avengers do. Yeah. So he was like, oh, she's a bad guy. She never had a name, which is stupid. But so, yeah, calls her the Scarlet Witch, says she's using chaos magic, which Looked it up. Mm-hmm. Chaos magic, magic is the name of magic so powerful that it, th- it was thought to be non-existent by even the modern Sorcerer Supreme himself. That's Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, that's probably how he's gonna show up. So is he gonna help Agatha? I don't know. He's probably gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> he's gonna be a nerd and like pull out all of his books and be like, "What? This don't exist." <laughs> um. Yeah, so I still don't exactly know what um, Agatha's slant here is. Like, is she trying to get the kids? Is there even, you know, with all the China stuff, we might, we've talked last week how we're thinking maybe Mephisto will just be the big bad of all the shows. Maybe they don't even do Mephisto. Yeah. Because of the whole, you know, because they want, China makes a lot of money and they don't like the, um, the depictions of like the devil and all that stuff. And I saw one thing that said maybe they just kind of blend nightmare and mephisto into like one mm-hmm. character in the doctor strange so maybe we'll get some sort of tease because this is supposedly supposed to tie directly into doctor strange right yeah that's what they've said so maybe the end of this show will be her doing something which we've been saying this whole time she's gonna fuck something up and it'll be doctor strange like coming toe-to-toe with nightmare slash mephisto slash whatever i don't know if agatha's working with anyone i don't know if she's legitimately trying to stop wanda i don't know if she's trying to use wanda's power for herself well, yeah, and that like she's questioning her the entire time throughout the series, whether it's as Pietro, as the neighbor, or as herself in the dungeon. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, don't you like when the episode starts? Like, um, Scarlet Witch Wanda tries to attack her, and yeah. she's like, what do you mean? These are like protection things. Don't you know? How don't you know this? Yeah, like she's confused as to how she's so strong, but doesn't know like all the witch stuff. Yeah, so it's very clear like she's trying to learn 
how she's doing what she's doing for a reason. Yeah. Um, I just I, – I'm – what if – because this is something that's also been theorized. What if Wanda actually is like the fucking villain of Doctor Strange? Yeah, what if they just carry this on and she, Wanda becomes like a Loki antihero where she's like a villain for a little bit and then everyone loves her again? I mean, she was already a villain and then became a hero. Yeah. She just jumped back over. Yeah. Um, I know that in like promos and stuff, we have seen teases of a different outfit for her. Mm-hmm. Um, very red and unique. And we saw the vision of like the Scarlet Witch, like in when the Mind Stone scene. Mm-hmm. So she's eventually going to have some sort of outfit change and I think become like the Scarlet Witch. Super powerful. Not like on autopilot, doesn't know what she's doing, but very aware of what she's doing and controlling it. Well, there's also the scene of Vision saying, this is our home, let's fight for it. Yeah. So is Doctor Strange going to show up and just go... And Vision's going to... That'd be pretty cool. We'll have Vision, Doctor Strange, and then Agnes and Wanda. Just battling it out, 2v2. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Monica's got to come in somehow. Monica, and then we have fucking fake vision. White vision. Yeah. Huge, huge drop at the end. Uh, and credit scene. What's his name? Hayward obviously um, creates vision. That was his goal all along. Creates white vision, who's in the comics as a non, like, doesn't have the personality of vision. He's literally a vision. robot. Is he good in the comics? I don't know. I, I tried looking it up because admittedly we're movie comic fans, not comic comic fans. <laughs> <laughs> and so I tried looking it up. I couldn't figure it out. There's been so many different versions of Vision throughout the comics from what I saw mm-hmm. that it's just what Marvel wants to pull for, from and use. Yeah, and they don't always go directly. Yeah, and they, they'll pick and choose this character, this version of this character, and this and that. Yeah. Um. So it depends on what they want to do, whether he's going to be bad or good or literally in the middle, but he doesn't have the Mind Stone. Yeah. You've got to imagine there's other parts of him missing. Mm-hmm. So he's just the base level of vision like he was supposed to be before like thor and everybody did shit to him and gave him a personality yeah um so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that so my very easy theory if they do want to keep the actual paul bettany vision alive is that somehow some way fucking white vision is the one that dies with the hex if the hex gets destroyed and somehow regular vision. Because he obviously can't leave the hex because he's literally created by Wanda. It's not his body or anything. Or well, yeah, and, and, and they just do a little switcheroo somehow. Or like you know, Or they put the mind stone into white vision. The fake mind stone. Oh, I was it. thinking more like vision can like move through objects and shit. Vision just like puts himself into white vision. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just controlling him like a is puppet. He, is he getting consent from white vision? No. No consent. Wow. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna do that. I mean <laughs> we'll see. Um because I feel like they will want to keep Vision around, but maybe they don't. I, I think and they is will. Is White Vision going to be bad? Is he just going to listen to Hayward? I think to start, yeah, probably, and then it'll be something where they, they stop that from happening. Big Mark Hamill level cameo that we've been talking about this whole series, and we only got one more episode it's if true. it actually happens. No, that wouldn't be. Yeah, my, I was going to say, what if like they use like a, a, a barf technology or something and create a fake Tony Stark? <laughs> to be like the lowest lane to Superman in Justice League. <laughs> like Vision, you're a good guy. And it's just new scenes I from Robert Downey not. Jr. I fucking hope not. <laughs> they got to they got to move on from him. Um no, everyone's saying that Paul Bettany's tease was him acting with himself. Because if I there's White not. Vision and actual Vision, he's going to have to act alongside himself or do they get a different actor for White Vision and it's like a big name actor? Or Spinzone J, hmm. Ultron. Okay. Ultron created Vision's body. To be his new body. If you remove the Mind Stone and shit, there's still a little bit of Ultron oh, shit. in Vision. Ultron sucked, though. Do we really want to bring him back? Ultron's a cool fucking character in the comics. Yeah. And James Spader, who played Ultron, big-name actor. I know in the comics, there was, like, one comic where, like, Ultron got the, the Infinity Gauntlet or some shit. And, like, fucked everyone up. And, like, Thanos came back to fight Ultron or some shit like that. I, I know everyone's biggest complaint with Age of Ultron is that they killed Ultron off. Because in the comics, like he's always he's always a reoccurring villain, and like yeah, the movies are different, but like he's supposed to always be a threat and shit. And that'd be cool if they brought him back and actually, you know, made good shit this time with him. I just don't know if they want to do the same villain for like a big team up movie again. You know what I mean? And I'm assuming they mo- wouldn't. With the TV shows, it's different, like the animated shows and stuff. But yeah, 
you know, because there are the casuals who'd be like, haven't we done this before? Do we really need Ultron? But maybe he, what if, is Ultron ever good? No, no, I don't think so. Ultron returns. They don't kill him. They just put him in a rocket and send him somewhere. To space. And then it opens up for him to come back. He's the new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 villain. <laughs> and then he comes back to help fight Galactus. Turns good. Send him to space and he turns into the Silver Surfer. <laughs> um, ooh, White Vision, Silver Surfer? Doubtful. Yeah, probably not. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I know some people have theorized that Hayward is Ultron somehow. I don't fucking understand that theory. Have you seen that? Yeah, I told you that last week. I was the one who told you about that theory. How the fuck does that work? I don't know. In something, he creates a human body. Which I mean, he created Vision's body, and Vision's a human-looking character in multiple scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's just a body like Vision's, where he looks like Hayward. I don't remember that much from Ultron. I just watched it like three weeks ago. It's a good movie. How did I thought? I thought Tony Stark created Vision's body after Ultron went crazy. Tony Stark created... Ultron. Ultron, the AI. Yeah. And then Ultron started to create a new body for himself. Because the one girl who could, like, heal people and, like, make actual cells and shit, mm-hmm. they, like, fix Hawkeye. And they used that to create an actual, like, human oh, robot that's right. with real that's cells. Right. That's right. That's Vision. That's right. So it's a little Ultron, a little Tony Stark, a little the Mind Stone, and then like Thor comes and boots boots him up. Oh, with his hammer. Yeah, kickstart him. A little Thor jump start. So why was Vision able to kill Ultron? Just because he has a Mind Stone? Yeah. I mean, that's my guess. Fair know. enough. Fair enough. Vision's cool, though, and they've done a lot to build that character in this series. Yeah. To where, like, yeah, he was cool and he was in some, but, like, they had him hurt during the big Infinity War. Like, their big yeah. movie. Wasn't in Endgame. I mean, he was in the second half of Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. a little bit in Civil War, but, like, he's never really been a main character. Yeah. And they've done a lot to build him, and it would kind of suck to do all that work of building his character up that everyone now loves to get rid of him. Yeah, they'll keep him around somehow. It's it's just from the money-making perspective. I fucking hope Paul Bettany wasn't talking about himself. No, because other actors didn't Elizabeth Olsen say something? Or, Mo- or the girl who She just Monica? said there's a big cameo at the end, which could be White Vision. And then Monica Rambeau, who said the aerospace engineer, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's like, oh, I can't wait for you guys to see who it is. I listened to the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, she was asked, is the aerospace engineer coming? Are you excited to see people's reaction or something? Mm-hmm. And she was or she was like, who do you think? I, the way it was phrased is like she asked something and she just repeated. She's like, well, I can't wait to see what you think about it. She was asked, what do you think about the aerospace engineer reveal? And she was like, I can't wait to see what you think about it. Just like not like. I'm new to Marvel. I don't want to get fired. I'm just going to throw your question back at you. It was not a, there is someone coming. Don't worry. Aerospace engineer could be nobody. There could be no big reveal at the end. Yeah, I've given up on the aerospace engineer. So have I. <laughs> Which sucks. There's too much going on for them to to funnel a Reed Richards in, I think, at this point. Force that in somehow. You got White Vision. You got Regular Vision, who still hasn't gotten back. Mm-mm. You got Dr. Strange. Lewis is still in there. Dr. Strange. Gotta show up. I can't wait for him. I love him. We got to figure out what's going on with Fiatro. Agnes, the kids, are they going to be alive? Are they going to be dead? Yeah. Are they going to age up? I don't know. I don't know. Hayward? What's going on with Hayward still? Monica? She's got powers now. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't even in this episode, which is crazy. Not at all. Like, what happened that whole time where she was snooping? Did she get kidnapped? By Fiatro? Yeah. I don't know. I One thing I don't understand either is, like, why was – Vision wasn't in the episode either, and he left, like, flew to the house at the end of 7, mm-hmm. and just never showed up in 8 again. He's probably still on his way. And they were outside. He'll probably show up right as they're outside and, like, see Agatha choking the kids. That's how the episode will start. Yeah. I was – like, the one thing I still don't understand is because I always – I've been saying that I think Agatha's working with Hayward in some capacity. I don't think – I don't think so. I don't either anymore, but I thought so because, like – her when she's controlling Fiatro and everything else, like and like all the things she said to make Vision doubt the hex, and to get him to go to the outside of it, like she very obviously was trying to get Vision, like out of the hex or whatever. Like why? What was the reasoning? Does she think Vision's gonna fuck her up? I think she maybe views Vision as a threat, and thinks she can outwitch Wanda. Mm. I don't know if I'd view Vision as a threat right now. I do. She's kind of dope. been falling for a bunch of shit. I don't know, man. It's got a pretty cool sweater vest. Anyone who beat your ass in a sweater vest is a threat. <laughs> I don't know. 
Episode nine, Riley saw something that there's a rumor that it's only like 52 minutes. Yeah. Which would just kind of suck. I mean, hopefully they, they, again, I'm not going to doubt How Marvel. long were the Mandalorian episodes? They were short. They were, they were about this length. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, I mean, the the second season, they were a little longer, mm-hmm. and it was less filler. Yeah. So they, they kind of found their footing, second season Mandalorian. but And so they still could tell good stories and wrap up good shit in a small amount of time. It's just balls-to-the-wall nonstop action, which is fun. That's fun. If you give me 50 minutes of zero filler and just shit's going on the whole time, that's fun. Yeah. Um, and they can do that where multiple things are going on at once, and then you're cutting back and forth and go, 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 and then halfway through the episode it all collides, and you get a 30-minute finale like you would in a movie. Yeah. They can make that work. And then, you know, all that happens. You have, you know, five minutes of wrap-up afterwards and then a post credit scene teasing Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange's movie, there's a way to make it work. I'm starting to think that Wanda's going to be the villain. I don't know. In Doctor Strange, I'm starting to think that. The only thing I can think of is Agatha uses Wanda because she's like, you can bring people back from the dead to summon Mephisto. Yes. Slash night- Nightmare. Who they'll call Nightmare, but it's kind of like a hybrid. And Strange shows up, like, what the fuck did you do? And then Doctor Strange and Wanda will return in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Title card. So is Wanda going to be a good guy in Multiverse of Madness, helping him? Maybe. Like, I fucked up. I need to fix what I did. Or whatever I did, what I had to do to save my kids. Interesting. I Okay, so if they don't do that, my only theory where Wanda would be the bad guy, Agatha, somehow... So she kills the kids, but she makes it seem like Hayward or someone else killed the kids. Maybe she makes it seem like Doctor Strange killed the kids. And then Wanda just goes crazy. Maybe. I don't know how that would do anything with Agatha, though. Like, why she would want that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we're only four, three days away, Ty. Thursday night. It's Monday at the time we're recording this. I'm excited. These days are going to go by quick, hopefully. and It'll be fun to watch. All the answers to our questions. Maybe because we have said there is a break week in between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Maybe we get, like, a 20-minute teaser episode, like an extended post credit scene. I don't think that's going to happen. They've been rumoring it. An extended – what? The 10th episode. No, that's going to be the making of or whatever. Well, they they've could do both. Have, they've already announced, like, this could the, do the schedule. I don't know. I'm just hoping they can wrap everything up. Are we going to talk about the making of WandaVision on the podcast? Not a chance in the world. Are you going to watch it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Episode 9 is going to be great. We're we're here. We're to the final step. It, it feels unbelievable, but we're here. Um, before we get off of this, Jay, uh, question. Yeah, this has been a very emotional series. Um, mm-hmm. Wanda, she's been through some shit. Been through a lot of shit. Lost her parents. I think the only one that's been through more shit than her is Thor. Can you just let me finish on fucking okay. saying? Sorry, it? sorry. Lost her parents. Yep. Lost her sibling. Yep. Lost her loved one. Yep. Much like Thor. Yeah. Lost that- his parents. Oh, is that really what you were about to say? Yes, it is. Oh, sorry. Um, both lost his parents, lost his brother twice, <laughs> and lost his loved one in terms of his hammer. And Natalie Portman in terms of contract disputes. Correct. But she's coming back. She is. So he'll get her back. Don't forget. Also lost his home planet. Entire planet. And half of his people. Yes. Because they were killed as part of Thanos's But time out, Rager. Jay. Wanda's home has also been destroyed by Ultron. That's true. And probably at least half of her people. That's true. The only difference is Thor's a guy, so it was, ha-ha, let's make him the fat guy joke of Endgame, yeah. versus let's actually tell a serious story about all the same issues. Yeah. I'm glad they're fine. doing it right. glad they're doing it right. Yeah. Because those are the things. Everyone was laughing at, at Thor going through PTSD. No one's laughing at Elizabeth Olsen. No, not at all. This is a great performance. This is good story writing. It is a great performance. Uh, she, her acting was fantastic last episode. Mandalorian got robbed of a uh, Golden Globe. Okay, that was random. <laughs> I hope WandaVision doesn't. Next year? Yeah. We'll forget about WandaVision by then. No chance. What's the odds of you rewatching this series once it wraps up? I mean, 100. Really? You've already... You, I I've mean, already rewatched everything like five times at least by now. Exactly. So you want to watch it again? I like it. People were like, oh, this isn't a very rewatchable show. I like the little sitcom-y stuff. I think it's very rewatchable. You just you like rewatching things. I do. You don't dip your toes in the new things. I also do. I just watch a lot of things. <laughs> you did dip your toes in Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, Jay. We were on vacation. Uh, we were having a great time. 
And we had to come home and watch this because the grind pizza. doesn't stop. What? We ate some pizza. Yeah, we did. Ate, ate some, some pizza. A little bit of breadsticks. Uh, delicious Arizona, New York style it was, it pizza. Was okay. Pretty good. What was it called? Viviantes. Venezia's. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, yeah, so we watched Tom and Jerry. Our girlfriends fell asleep. Jerry rigged your laptop up to the TV because our gracious host, John, who got a present from us, Tyler was not happy about that. No. Did you see the text message that he sent? Yeah, I did. How'd you feel about it? Not happy. <laughs> um, he Great place to stay, but he did have a little bit of an outdated television. Um, but Tyler thought about it, brought an HDMI cord. Proud of you, Ty. Thank you. You're the only one that thought about that. Yep. Uh, and we watched it. And uh, let me tell you something. There's a reason the girls fell asleep. Mm, yeah. Uh, this movie has... I don't have to tell you the synopsis of Tom and Jerry. Actually, that's your job. I mean, I, here's a, a mouse and a rat get into shenanigans. A mouse and a rat. And a cat Yeah, get into shenanigans. But there's also the hotel element. Yeah, pull it up, please, Ty. You're <sighs> unprepared. Tom and Jerry, Jason. An HBO Max, not original. Theater release. Um, that was released on HBO Max. Um, let's, let's look here, Jay. Adaption of the classic... Hannah Barbera property, which reveals how Tom and Jerry first meet oh, really? That's and Hannah form Barbera? their ri- rivalry. Oh, I didn't know that. That was supposed to be their first meeting. That was not even remotely. I mean, in the beginning, they didn't know each other and they were like chasing each other. But this doesn't seem like a origin story, though. This is just a Tom and Jerry live action story. Yeah, it had nothing to do with Tom and Jerry meeting each other and eventually settling down in the same home. Yeah, and fighting for years to come. <laughs> If anything, they should have started as friends and then got enemies. They were just enemies right away. Yeah. And I the dog was there the whole time. Yeah. They, they also met him, too. That's just, this is just bullshit. This is not the origin story. <laughs> they do not just end up at the same house after hating each other and fighting. And then just so happen to be neighbors with that dog. Who's yeah. just at a random hotel in New York with them. Rich-ass owners, though. Yeah. They're not going to live in the same place wherever a cat and mouse reside. Yeah. That's, that's just a load of shit. Uh, director uh, Tim Story, Jay. Okay. You what? may know him from <laughs> the 2005 Fantastic Four. That one was the better of the two. It is, but it's just funny. That's this guy. Uh, he directed Shaft. He's actually been in a lot of, lot of shit. He has 69 directorial credits. The biggest um, ones that pop up on Wikipedia. Ride Along 1 and 2. Both the Fantastic Four. And movies. 3. Oh, Taxi, Barbershop, Firing Squad, One of Us Tripped. What a stupid name. Um, a lot of video shorts here, actually. 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. 86% audience score. Wow. Wow. That's high. It's almost in the 90s. That, I I, I can't believe that. I thought it was going to be like 30. Like, I don't. I'm blown away. Me too. That's a very, very, very high audience score. Yeah. I mean, it very much was a kid's movie. Like, we're going to turn a property into a kid's movie and make a lot of money. And it was kind of fucked by the movie theaters not being out. But, I mean, movie theaters being out wouldn't have made it any better. No. If we're being honest. Not at all. So. I. Okay. Uh, Essentially, the story is they run into a girl who's down on her luck, quits her job for no fucking reason. And then lies to get a job at a hotel in which the mouse, uh, the titular Jerry, yes, is fucking up the hotel. And it's there's rich people getting married, so they get, need to get rid of the mouse before anyone finds out. So she hires Tom to get rid of the mouse. Yeah. Tom, noted terrible mouse killer cat. Yeah. <laughs> Just the worst person for the job. <laughs> um, if anything, that's a good, um, like... Um, representation of corporate America hiring people who are not qualified for jobs just because of their gender. Gender? I don't know. I was just trying to go on a woke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the the girl cat should have been it. Um. Yeah. Shenanigans happen following that. A lot of uh, cat and mouse scenes. Yep. So here's my thing about this: is Tom and Jerry as a television show back in the day, I could see the appeal of it. Obviously, cartoons were very new, and just. You look at the cartoons from that era. They were all the fucking same. You had Bugs Bunny and the fucking Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd would chase Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny would always get the best of them. You had... I Wiley mean, they Coyote were and all Roadrunner. the same. Yeah, Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner. 
Um, there were some differences. Scooby Doo was different, there, but it was still kind of a little bit similar in the same in the same breath. The Flintstones was more of like a sitcom, but a cartoon. cartoon. But this Along style, with that, the what is it? The Rob? What the fuck's the future one? Jetsons. Jetsons. Yeah. Um, very similar. There wasn't much creativity back in the day and i but i see why you know in like 30 minute episodes whatever it was like i could see why watching tom and jerry would be funny it's just some slapstick humor yep like ed ed and eddie um loved ed ed and eddie me too um and i used to watch tom and jerry as a kid like on the extra channel or whatever on charter um in a movie form in 2021 it just gets old really quick the whole chasing around and tom always getting fucking hurt and jerry just laughing at him and being a dick jerry's such a fucking dick he is. Um, so, like, it just it got old really quick. Yeah. Like, the whole – just the whole chase dynamic. They're fighting all the time, whatever. That got old. Um, but, I mean, it was what the movie was going for, a.k.a. its key elements. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit of an illusion. Or not an illusion, a um, foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, the plot itself, which I'm just going to jump into our scale right now, I gave it a five. <laughs> I gave it a three. Oh, wow. It just made no sense. <laughs> it was just like, I quit my job. I need a new job. Hey, you're those cat and mouse I've hung out with before. Hey, I'm going to ship you away. You just show right back up. But now we're kicked out of the hotel, and I'm not going to come back in. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny, yo. Tom literally gets put into, like, five different boxes and, like, sent on a fucking boat or whatever across the country, and he somehow comes back. But then when the hotel manager is like, all right, enough, and kicks him out, he just can't get back in. You're like, all right. And he's done. all sad and depressed and becomes friends with Tom for, like, five minutes. Yeah, I, it just... It, the ring thing, how he had her ring, like, they, I thought they were going to expand on that more, and it was literally a storyline for two minutes. Yeah, they never show him getting the ring. He just has the ring. Yeah. And then he gives the ring back. Right away. Immediately. <laughs> no reason whatsoever to give it back. I, I just, I, I don't know. Uh, the hotel manager, like, just letting the girl come back into the hotel after getting fired, after ruining the biggest moment of the hotel's history, and lying about her getting rid of the mouse, and lying about a fake resume and everything. Just showing up and being like, I have a plan. And being like, okay, yep, let's go with her plan. The other guy sabotaging it mm-hmm. and intentionally destroying everything and then still keeping his job. After he didn't even get fired. He was just placed on leave. Yeah. He was just real butthurt because he was losing his shit. Michael Pena. God, he couldn't save this. Kim Jong making a delicious cake and then destroying that delicious cake. <laughs> I think I probably gave characters too high, but you already know my score because Riley blurted it out, so I have to stay true to it. All right, so you gave it a five? Yeah, I gave it – I just – I the plot was just so fucking stupid, and it, it's what you get when you're trying to stretch a 30-minute – a show – maybe it was probably – it was less than 30 minutes because commercials – a show of 20 minutes of slapstick humor that you could break up into different episodes because you could watch at your own convenience trying to turn that into a two-hour movie. Yeah. With a story that just made no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Five. Visuals and cinematography. I gave it a ten. Okay. You said it looked terrible. I think the TV we were watching on wasn't great. I thought the animation of Tom and Jerry wasn't bad. Okay. And I think if you watch that on your comp- laptop or something else, you'll see I, that. I kept peeking up at my laptop to see if it was just TV or not. It looked the same. You cannot tell from that far away. This did not look as terrible as you're saying it is. I give it a two. Yeah, you, you don't know what you're talking about. It looked like shit. No, it didn't. There's it did not multiple green scene like episodes where, like the, the golf simulator or whatever. That was supposed to look fake. It was a video game. No, it looked awful. The green it was supposed to look like that. Awful, and like the world interacting with Tom and Jerry looked awful. No, it didn't. And like the people interacting, and just like it looked like worse than Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Space Jam. No, it didn't. You're in the ways of like how everything interacted. I think you together. hated this movie, and you're just no. taking out on this. No, it I think not it looked that awful. Bad. And then you compare it to like they Detective did like Pikachu animation. Looks great. This looks terrible. And they chose to go over the top, like, still animated, not realistic, because of probably Sonic. And they just did it so bad. I, I hated so. how this movie looked. I think you hated the movie and you took it out on this. No, I I mean, you'll see in other scores. It's it's all right. I don't think it looked I, that bad. I, this is the worst score for me. I, I think it looked terrible. There was a scene where Tom was on the, the wire and it was raining and the rain was all dripping off of him. And I thought that looked really bad. I don't think so. I did not like how this movie looked, not even a little bit. I think you're wrong on this, but that's fine. They made like a stylistic choice, and I hated it. And I think it just did not look good. And just for a movie release, 2020 budget film, they could have made it look so much how? better. They weren't going to go th- 
full 3D. That's not what the cartoon is. It's the is. way it, inter- it was interacted. The way it interacted with the world. Everything looked fake. The people like what? holding the hands. Like, there's scenes of her holding, like, Tom and Jerry's hands or whatever. And it looked fake. Or how I uh, it looked, Michael Pena was getting thrown around fine. by the dog. Like, it just, everything looked so fake. Like a cartoon? Like a, what the original thing is? Yeah, like a cartoon. But they're making a live-action movie. I think it looked fine. It looked bad. I two. Think. It's a two. I don't. You give some things really high visuals, and you give some things really low, and I just don't get it. I don't think it looked as terrible as you say it is. It looked really bad. I disagree, but it's okay. I didn't like it. I just don't think you liked the movie. No, because we'll go to key elements here, Jay. What'd you give it? Twelve. Gave it ten. <laughs> Thought they hit what they were trying to achieve. Um, some of the comedy did not land. Notably, the fake, um, social media thing, like the twit face chat yeah that joke is never funny stop making that joke i don't <laughs> think two-year-olds laugh at it and i don't think 30-year-olds laugh at it maybe like a grandpa yeah who still says those things but that's not who you're making this movie for why do you still make those jokes in movies everyone knows what social media is yeah except for bill belichick you pointed that out i will agree with that <laughs> <laughs> bill belichick's the only person that does that joke and people still laugh um just some of the comedy didn't really hit yeah, it was just um, stupid kid humor. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of what they were trying to achieve, so it was a 10. Like, it was meant for kids, and 86 Rotten Tomatoes score means kids liked it. Well, yeah, and there was a lot of the cat and mouse. 12 is, like, my average did what they wanted to do score. I mean, it's a, a movie about a cat and a mouse chasing each other, and it got old really quickly, but at the end of the day, that's still... What they were trying to do. Yeah. I, I don't like what they were trying to do, but they did it. Yeah. Um, it's not meant for us, admittedly. Yeah. But, you, you know. You could still have a movie like this that's not meant for you and enjoy yeah, it more. Yeah, for sure. And that's why it only is getting a 10. I'm not going to shit on it. Yeah. It's what they wanted to do. They wanted to have slapstick humor. Some of the stuff was funny. Like the, the scene where, uh, he Tom. himself in the eyes. <laughs> no. I laughed very ridiculous. hard at that. I like the scene where Tom's, like, trying to get in the window. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just keeps getting fucked up in different ways over and over. Like, that's funny. I like kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Some stuff got old, though. But 10 feels fair. Okay. I gave it a 12, a little bit higher. Yeah. Characters, Jay. I gave it an 8. Gave it a 5. Wow, even lower. Yeah, the acting was atrocious. I love Michael Pena. He was awful. Yeah, um, he wasn't great. I like the girl. Chloe? 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 Chloe, I think is her name. Chloe something. Chloe Grace Moretz. I she, she was not good. Really? Yeah, her acting was wasn't good either. What about it? It just it was so fake. You could tell there was no one there she's talking to, no one she's interacting with. It was over the top. Um, Colin Jost is entertaining, but he just felt cheesy and fake too. It was like the husband. The bride, the bride chick had good acting. I'll give her that. She felt authentic enough. Was it bad acting or just bad writing? Both. I don't think the acting was that bad. I think the characters were very tropey and everything, but... I, I, I don't have just any performances l- that felt like any lines that felt off or anything. See, I, I think so. I think a couple of Michael Pena's, like the way he delivered cheesy lines was just awful. And it's hard to deliver cheesy lines. I can only imagine. Yeah. But it's just, it just everything felt bad. Like they knew they were doing this for a paycheck for a kid's movie. <laughs> and they did not care about how they weren't going for an award here. Like they knew, let's just show up, get these scenes done with, pump out a kid's movie, have a good time doing it. Yeah. I mean, eight's not a good score. Um I thought it was fine for what it was. It wasn't good acting, but I I didn't I, w- I didn't want to gouge my eyes out over it. Um, there's definitely been worse acting. Um, Artemis Fowl comes to mind instantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I I thought the girl was fine. I thought, I mean, Tom and Jerry were Tom and Jerry. They were whatever. They nailed their roles as themselves. <laughs> um, I don't understand why every other animal in the world can talk except them. Like literally every single animal. Yeah, everyone else in the film. Every animal. That's what yes. I'm more upset about. I, I don't understand that. Uh, Michael Pena was just disappointing because Michael Pena is usually good. Uh, the hotel manager was what he was, as bad as the the plot was and stuff. I don't think the actor himself was terrible. And I thought Colin Jost and the girl. I thought Colin, I like Colin Jost. Yeah, he was dorky and over the top, but I think that was exactly what they wanted. Like he was going for, and I thought he did good in that. Yeah, I mean, again, it was they're not going for an award or anything. Like the line delivery was what it was. It was meant for kids. It's not meant to be super serious. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's good acting. It's just they well, aren't yeah, trying. Yeah, it's not good. Hard. Yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't love anyone. Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry. 
Yeah. Every other one, every other person in this movie was just very replaceable, very much did not do anything. Yeah, replaceable. I feel like that's eight. I feel mm-hmm. like when I get lower into the five and lower, that's like downright terrible. I mean, five is, it was bordering. I didn't want to give it the higher up, like mm-hmm. my six to ten. Five is, it's on the border, though. It's almost there. But okay. there were some bad lines. So I'm like, okay, come on. Okay, fair enough. Enjoyment. Final score, Jay. I gave it a six. I gave it a six, too. Uh, it was kind of bad. It wasn't, it didn't make me mad. Uh-uh. I wasn't yelling at the screen like Artemis Fowl. I'm um, <laughs> not outraged. It was what it was. It wasn't made for us. I had a decent enough time watching it. It was boring and dragged at points, and the story didn't make sense. But kids aren't going to notice that. Yeah, this is a movie that I would hate if I had children and they loved. Yeah. Because just seeing this over and over would just get old very fast. Real fucking quick. It'd be like watching the TV show, but the same episode over and over. Yeah. I don't be watching the same TV episode over and over. (laughs) I don't understand why people are loving this movie as much as they are. I I don't get it. Unless it's just like the sentimental adults. Tom and Jerry being Tom and Jerry. 4.3 out of 5 average rating. It, It blows my mind. Like, this movie stinks. Paula, these are all verified reviews, 21 minutes ago said, it was okay. Hold on. 3D. Or not 3D. What the fuck? Three stars. It was okay. Had four kids with me, ages four, five, seven, and nine. They said it was okay. I enjoyed this movie. I like it. I still wish if this was movie in 3D, though. Isn't deeper compliment or complicated, but works as a fun nostalgia trip. I still wish if this movie is in 3D. Oh, yeah, this was 100% probably supposed to be a 3D movie in theaters, now that I think about it. Oh. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. The movie was good, but... The movie was a good movie, but to me, not for a five-year-old. Grandson only loved when Tom and Jerry came out. So Veronica liked uh, the plot and story behind it. <laughs> okay. Classic Tom and Jerry with most of the Tom and Jerry crew. Are we just grumpy old men? We don't have kids. That might be it. This was made for kids, and I'm very aware of it, and that's why I gave it a decent key element score. Okay, come on. I mean, you could shit on the movie for it being bad, but this person just... I did not make it to this movie and would like a refund. Mad face. Half a star. So they, they just didn't make it to the movie theater, and they want a refund, so they're re- leaving the movie a bad review. <laughs> okay. Adorable for kids and adults. They did a great job. I did not calculate how much traffic there would be going <laughs> to the theater. Bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just maybe a lot of people went to the movie theaters for the first time in a long time since COVID is dying down, and maybe that – I fo- if this was the first movie I saw back in the theaters, it probably would have got like a 70 because I would have just been so happy. Just having a good time, everyone chuckling at the Tom and Jerry shenanigans going on screen. No, you're right. This would have got a similar score to like Minions or something for you. <laughs> you love Minions. <laughs> and just the ridiculous shit going on and just laughing with other people, you would have had a good time. Yeah. My seven-year-old didn't stop laughing. Great family movie. It's but just people living through their kids. We are just tired sitting here watching it. Yeah. Just us. And it wasn't good. Yeah. There was some laughs, don't get me wrong. Ten on a key elements. Like, I did chuckle at parts throughout this movie, for sure. I laughed when he poked himself in the eyes. <laughs> yes, you did. We didn't point out how they were at a Yankees game. Oh, yeah, Alex Gordon. Hit a home run to left field, and then the announcer said right field. Yep. Very obviously was left field. I mean, super obviously. He went oppo as a lefty. And they had Alex Gordon, an actual Alex Gordon hit down the left field line, and the actual team logos, but could not pay any generic Yankees outfielder to play left field for them. Yeah. Just some random guy. I, I just... How did they even get in the fucking game? There's no animals allowed. It's true. They had to have bought tickets. I don't fucking get it. This... the I just didn't make sense. But again... this I mean, this felt like a perfect movie for Aaron Judge to just show up in. <laughs> Why wasn't Aaron Judge just playing left field? Or as right field, as the announcer would say. I, I, I can't tell you. Aaron Judge could have showed up in a Tom and Jerry. Grow the brand. Be better, Aaron Judge. Grow the brand. <laughs> Maybe he saw the script and opted out of it. Here we go, finally, a bad review that isn't about um, the movie theater fucking up. All the bad reviews I've seen have just been about the movie theater. One star. (laughs) Acting was bad, not a solid storyline. Neither of us liked it. Bingo. I think a lot of people that saw this movie were... With their kids? Yeah, this person rated it bad because the story wasn't about Tom and Jerry, sadly. Um, It's just, you only saw this movie if you have a podcast reviewing movies, or if you have children. Yep. And... 
people had children. They went and saw this movie, and they lived through their children. If their children liked it, then they liked it. Because I – And the people who do have a podcast or a website and have to write about it are the critics' score, which is in the dumps. I definitely – like, because there is a difference. Like, this is a terrible score, just like Norm of the North. But Norm of the North is still, like, another level of bad compared to this, I feel like. Like, the scores are both down there, but it's – kids wouldn't like Norm of the North. Kids would like this, at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kids Some, would not like Norm of the North, I don't think. Depending on how young, maybe, maybe not. But, yeah, I, I mean – And their intelligence level. Yeah. Ken, Ken Jong was in both of them. Oh, yeah. He likes getting a paycheck. <laughs> what was your final score, Ty? My final score is a 26 out of 100, Jay. Jesus. Wow, you had that low. Hmm. Yeah. Mine's a 41. 41 gives us final score, 33 and a half. Um, that puts it at 46th out of 51 movies. Yeah. Last week was number 50. Right in between Mulan and Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, but it's not below the line. It's not where we draw the line. It's not where we draw the line. It's below the line. But it's not where we draw the line, which is 25. Um, it was almost there for me. 26. It sneaked above the line. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it sneaked above where we draw the line. Yeah. Not above the line, because that would have been an 80 plus. Yeah. But still below the line. Um, it's a bad movie. Your kids may like it. Um, but other than that, it's not good. It doesn't look good. Yeah. yeah. Story's awful. Yeah. Acting's pretty bad. Yeah. It's Tom and Jerry doing Tom and Jerry things though. What's your your with your true value? It's a twenty. Out of a hundred. I still don't understand your true value. <laughs> Broken down to you so many times, Jay. I understand it, but I don't understand it. Um Yeah, it's the worst new movie we've reviewed. Drop Dead Fred, Artemis. Oh, Artemis Fowl. <laughs> Never forget. Artemis fucking Fowl. That movie was terrible. I'd watch someone this say, before I'd watch Artemis Fowl. Some would say that movie was foul. Yeah, I would be someone. God, that's a really bad score. Yeah. And I gave it a 27. I helped it up. Mm, yeah, you did. I gave it a 22. It's a shit movie. A lot of the really bad movies, I give higher scores than you. Yeah, only our bottom two, Fantastic Four and Last Airbender, we switched. Yeah. But like Norm of the North, I gave an 18. You gave a 26. I just give out more points. You do. What's our average? Um, I'm 68.9. You're 67.1. Yeah. And in the really good movies, I feel like you tend to give higher than me. Yep. <laughs> I'm not afraid to give out some points, but I'm not afraid to not give out some points either. <laughs> I just met in the middle somewhere. You're just too kind or too hard at the same time. Yeah. I think I like I don't know, it's it's probably a subconscious thing where I don't like going on the extreme ends of either spectrum. Yeah, no, that's everything what it just is. falls in this range in between. Like you're going zero to twenty, I'm going like three to seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> well probably. If we if we mapped it out, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, it's not good and I'm very, very much looking forward to Raya and the Last Dragon next week. Yes, that should be uh, great. Disney Plus, I think it's an exclusive premiere thing you have to pay for like mulan yeah hopefully we won't be a ripoff like mulan oh god it won't be no Aquafen, it looks really good i can fenwa isn't it she's good i like her aquafina 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 no i you said aquafina that's the water i think it's akin fenwa no akin fenwa is a uh, soccer player it's Aqu- it's aquafina like the water akin fenwa is a soccer player okay <laughs> i'm looking forward to it that's that's um pixar right no, that's uh, it's just, Disney it's Studios. Luca, the new trailer. Luca was Pixar. Yeah, this is Disney Animation. Do you watch that trailer? No. I don't like watching trailers. You know this. Okay, I won't say nothing then. Unless it's Godzilla and King Kong. I'll just say the trailer threw me for a loop. Really? I thought this was going to be one kind of movie. It's going to be a different kind of movie. I know it's like, isn't it like a venture movie, they said? I mean, every Pixar movie is an adventure movie. <laughs> All right, Ty. Before we wrap up, new segment to end the podcast. Random movie. Can you get the Rotten Tomato score? Talk to me. You get one guess. Okay. Hanna-Barbera movie, Tom and Jerry. Another Hanna-Barbera movie that came out in theaters. The Flintstones, 1994. What did it get in Rotten Tomatoes? 63. 20%. Wow. That's all I got for today. I thought people liked that movie. 24% audience. Audience? It's 24. Tomato, 20. People didn't like that movie. (laughs) No, they did not. (laughs) I like that movie. (laughs) 
All right, be good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.